Welcome back to the Bad Time Movie Club podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. And this is our first episode of 2021. Yeah, it's baby. a new year. New podcast. No, it's the same. Starting podcast. off strong. Yeah, new podcast. Can we do um, something different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're only doing good movies now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do good. Well, good. Great. We have a great start then today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new year, same old us. Um, the reason we're doing this is because I hadn't talked to Lily and Anna in a while, and I wanted to, so we decided to record an episode <laughs> with um, an oldie at this point, but a goodie. So uh, old you- that we don't remember if we've actually all watched it together. Yeah, we don't, we're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have, but I could be misremembering. It is the 2008 film, Twilight. Woo, uh, Twilight. I can't believe it's from 2008. Yeah. I know. Should we go around and say our 2008 experience with Twilight? Yes. Sure. Um, do you, Anna, do you want to go first? Um, sure. I have vivid memories of seeing the previews for Twilight um, on TV, on like this tiny, tiny TV that we used to have in the kitchen that used to fold down. Sorry, too much detail. <laughs> um, Love it. And being like, wow, this is so new and different. I hadn't read the book at that point. I'm sure the book was big. Um I am Twilight's probably one of the books that really got me like big into reading. I think I was reading Harry Potter around the same time. It was probably right after mm-hmm. I read Harry Potter, um, which was my first big series. I think Twilight mm-hmm. was my first big tween series. Um, I remember seeing it in theaters. I think I just went with my mom and maybe one of my childhood friends, and I loved it. I read all the books <laughs> so so quick, and that's it. I don't. What? How old was I? Fifth grade. I had, yeah. I, I used yeah. to get like M uh, J fourteen and like M magazine, and I used to tear out all of the pictures from Twilight, other things too, but oh, mostly wow. from Twilight, and I had them all <laughs> over my wall, all over my wall. Wow, pictures. you were like one I of those. Pictures. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I was a big fan of the books when the first movie was coming out, actually. Um, I was one of those, like, freakazoids who ate lunch in the library because I didn't have any friends, um, there. and I was really like tight with the librarian and he would recommend me books and I remember I had like gone through the entire tween girl section and I wanted to read Twilight because it hadn't like by the time the movie came out the books hadn't fully popped off mm-hmm. like they were bestsellers yeah, wait, but they wait, weren't like what question I have a question when like when the first movie came out how far into the book series was it I know? think the I think the fourth one hadn't come out yet I think it was one through okay. three by the time the first Got movie it. came out mm-hmm. okay continue sorry yeah, and so I was I was excited to read them, but it wasn't like a phenomenon yet. So when I was reading mm-hmm. it in the library, it was I was probably one of the only girls who was, you know, fully into it in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for the movie. I wasn't allowed to see it in theaters um, because <laughs> my my mom and the adults in my life were like very wary of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what happened was it came out in theaters. My mom didn't go to see it with me at the time. And what happened was I had a sleepover with some of my friends and I had like a Twilight shirt. We had like posters <sighs> up. We had like uh, Edward's like popcorn and Milky Ways or something. And it was like a whole <laughs> event seeing this movie at my friend Rachel's house for the first time. Damn. I was so fucking excited. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I was a little different. Um, I was Mm -hmm. one of those kids, oh god, I was one of those kids who, like, uh, my, my personality was hating Twilight for a bit, (laughs) um, because I, because it was, uh, because I was a Harry Potter kid, 
So I was like a part of that sect of people who were like, it's Twilight versus Harry Potter. You can't have both for some reason. Um, and <laughs> I mean, ultimately, neither were on the right side of history. No, so. no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, those bitches, and I was bitches, uh, who were like pseudo, su- fifth grade pseudo intellectuals who are like, you know, it's more elevated to talk about wizards than vampires. Oh. <laughs> um, so I actually, I don't know when the first time I saw the movies were. Um, I definitely didn't see them when they came out in theaters uh, to prove a point. Um, I saw them later, which is probably why I still can't really follow them, <laughs> um, which we'll get into. Um, I did read the books eventually. I distinctly remember reading the final book because there's sex in it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, yes. And um, icing on the cake is I, in sixth grade, when I got a Facebook, I made a lot of Facebook groups. And, oh no, I made a Facebook group called... Um, Silly Twilight reading is for good books, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the um, you got and, him. And honestly, it, I'm gonna check right now. It might still be up. So go ahead and like that. Oh no, like I think I might have taken it down. Um, oh, but it might still it. be there. So I'll, I'll check and then we. I'll I'll give an update on that. But yeah, so that was me with Twilight. I hated it so much and um now here i am and i think it's fun so (laughs) my it is fun like it is as fucking problematic and stupid as it is there's something there is something that like absolutely harnesses the teen psyche yeah that no other uh ya novel was able to do at the time yeah twilight did so much actually my fun twilight coming of age story is that um my mom talked about me uh, talked with me about periods for the first time before I read Breaking Dawn because she didn't think I knew what they were. She read it first because she heard there was like, you know, <laughs> sex and other stuff in it. My but mom she read it like, first. Yep. Yeah, she wasn't like worried about the sex. Like she sat me down after she had started to read Twilight Breaking Dawn and like with me at the <laughs> kitchen counter, I remember this and was very solemn. She was like, do you know what a period is? And I was like, oh. yes, mom, I know what a period is. This is what blood comes out of you. <laughs> That's literally what I said. <laughs> uh, God, opposite rocks. ends of the spectrum. I've definitely told you guys this before, but um, I I got the fourth book. I got Breaking Dawn, like, fresh out of Barnes & Noble, but I wasn't allowed to read it. My mom read it first, and then she gave it to me. Right. And she had cut out the sex scene with <laughs> a knife. God, that's awesome. <laughs> I forgot that. <gasps> oh, my God. And so there was a big portion of the book that was missing, and she didn't tell me that she had done that, but the pages are numbered, okay? So so pages, like, 109 through 141 are missing. It's, like, a big chunk. It's basically, like, right after their wedding up until she's like, I'm pregnant. And the, the cut was so jarring that I kind of didn't even realize that there was a portion missing until suddenly it was, like, after their wedding, and she's like, Edward, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) No, that's so awesome. That really, I think these Breaking Dawn stories really say a lot about the three of us, because mine is, um, my mom, for some reason, read the fourth book, um, and not the other books, I don't think. Weird. And she borrowed it from a friend, and it was sitting on her bedside table, and I had heard weird things about it, and so one day I just stole it off her bedside table, and then um, read it secretly. And every few days, my mom would be like, Lily, do you know where the Breaking Dawn book is? 
And I'd be like, no, because I didn't <laughs> want to admit that I was reading Twilight. Um, and then I snuck it back and had this knowledge in my head for years before I admitted reading it. Um, so <laughs> here we are. It was, <laughs> it was also so funny. This is another vivid memory I have is that Twilight was how I got into fan fiction. And oh, I really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I would be... And I didn't have my own computer or my own phone at this point, so I would be in the library on the fanfiction.net forums. Yes! Um, that fucking rocks. Yes, and I'd be talking with, like, these probably, like, 15 to 30-year-old women about what was going on <laughs> in Eclipse versus Breaking Dawn. So it was, like, you know, by the point where my mom's, like, chopping the honeymoon scene out of Breaking Dawn, it was already far too late. Like, I was definitely oh, on, like, in the Twilight fanfiction forum when Fifty Shades of Grey was hitting the internet for the oh, first time. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That Holy rocks. shit. This is a cultural cornerstone. That explains so much. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we're definitely not here to, like, defend the content of Twilight. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, mm. But I think in terms of, like, a cultural export, there's so many fucking layers. Oh, there's so many. And also watching them, like, later really shows so much and also like okay wait were we all were we all team edward <laughs> yeah i was te- I, I was, was team edward. i remember being team ed i was definitely team edward like book edward but i was like team i had a, like a weird thing going on in fifth grade i think i just wanted to be different i think i was team and it would JK be like team mike or something, or something. <laughs> team mike <laughs> <laughs> that would track so hard oh that would my god be so funny <laughs> Well, oh yeah, because I was just going to say, as far as, like, the team stuff, like, there are, of course, this is, like, a very base statement, but, like, there are no teams. Both are very bad in their own special ways. But I was talking to someone recently, I think, about, maybe maybe my girlfriend, about how, like, Edward is so creepy. And I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. But then you watch it and you're like, but also so is Jacob in a very different, special, almost more realistic way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think that's the thing. It's Jake- like Ed- Edward's creepiness is almost kind of excused by the fact that he's a vampire. It's like his creepiness is like a level to him that's beyond our comprehension. <laughs> where it's like, it's like it, the reason he acts like this is because he's a vampire and we're not. So we just can't understand it. When yeah. Jacob acts like a bitch, it's like you're like your ex-boyfriend from seventh grade who acted like a bitch (laughs) exactly exactly. he's like a modern day fuck boy in high school who like cannot understand that women just want to be friends sometimes yes yeah it was much more real and i think that's why i hated him more yeah Yeah. say that i will say though taylor lautner was definitely cuter in the movies but i do think robert pattinson at that time period was cuter overall yeah well it depends on what movie we're talking about here he's very scary looking in twilight it's It's rough because uh i was actually just watching it was like on on christmas but i was watching harry potter and the goblet of fire and he's he's so so, cute he's so fucking cute in that movie like he's so handsome he's so charming and like you then i think immediately after that twilight was filmed and i'm like why did you ruin that he was perfect casting as he was and then they like put a like a fax machine version of him on screen (laughs) yeah it's true i know they're both so i mean especially i mean we're also talking about like the dynamic between the two of them that's like pretty non-existent in this first movie though like yeah jacob doesn't even become a player until later again that's why it's not a really good love triangle because edward has like the full book to build up this relationship before jacob comes on the scene yeah but then jacob gets like a full book we he's absent 
Edward's That's gone. True. Trade off. But then, but by then, you know, Bella's already planned Depressed. out. She has yeah, like her yeah, Pinterest yeah. board to marry it. Edward by that point. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. She's Pinterest committed. All right. I do also, uh, again, I feel like it's so hard to say something new about Twilight because, like, what hasn't been said? Yeah. But I feel like if we want to talk about the casting, I don't think the casting in this movie is poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Kristen Stewart is a fabulous actress. I think Robert Pattinson is very talented. It's hard to say about Taylor Lautner, but again, not really relevant for this first one. Yeah. Um, but I think as much as I kind of defend the first Twilight movie as the best one, I think even in the first one, there was kind of something to be desired with uh, the acting and the dynamic there's something, like, very yeah. wooden and weird about it. Well, that's, it. like, that's yeah. the joke, isn't it? About how, like, you know, these two leading players were, like, pretty not that good in this movie. But now they're, like, both pretty acclaimed, successful actors. Yeah. Um, and so it's, like, what But it's what, so bizarre because happened? it's, like, it's not like it was Kristen Stewart's first time acting. She had been in Panic Room. She had been in, yeah. like, all of these other big movies where she put on, like, a really good performance. So, and there's also so scenes that she has with... <laughs> Robert Pattinson where the chemistry is like tight and it's all landing and I think it it honestly comes down to a problem with the dialogue I think there's just no real good way to deliver what they're saying yeah Yeah, I guess that's true but it's also like you know how when you know the era of Twilight like with all the memes and all the parodies that went along with it like the the gag was like the way that Kristen Stewart was like acting and was kind of like weird and like internal like Like, twitching constantly yeah exactly and it's like that's so is it direction then? Because or is it like the choices she was making as an actor? Is it camp? Like I like I can't tell what what it what it is that makes it so bad. The je ne sais quoi? A, I don't know. I think <laughs> you're you're right that the acting choices are a little bizarre, but I think there was a quality to this, just like in the books where it's like you kind of want the character to be uh, of Bella to be as blank of a slate as possible. Sure, so, your name kind of shit. Yeah, it's, it was basically like the first self-insert fanfic. Right. Um, but you just can't do that with like a movie, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so I think what was probably going on was like you wanted her to be as, you know, interpretable, I'm going to say, as possible. Like, you can kind of assume what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. But even though I do think Kristen Stewart is a good actress, it requires, like, Meryl Streep levels of acting to have <laughs> every expression um, yeah. a character makes be up for interpretation. Yeah. No, yeah. That's wild. Can't fault her for trying. And the fact is, like, Bella is her own character. Um, She's, like, kind of annoying, super horny, um, (laughs) very... Like, I feel like we've all known a Bella, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, paradoxically, we've known a Bella, but we've known a Bella because Bella exists. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of inspired a generation. Too. But I do think even, like, before before Twilight, there was kind of, like, the proto-Bella of, like, self-important girl who doesn't get along well with <laughs> other girls. Reads um, classic lit. She, yeah, she's kind of like, she was kind of like the ultimate bra girl before that was <laughs> happening. Where she's yeah. like, you know, women maybe do belong in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it all kind of boils down to her being a Mormon creation. True. That's a whole... I forgot. It. That's really the crux of all of 
the weirdness in some ways is wouldn't you say not to of course it's not to shit on mormonism but to take not to shit on mormonism but i think it's impossible to say um and the author wouldn't deny this that the book and its depictions of sexuality in teenagers is very much influenced by a set of religious beliefs yes and that set of religious beliefs involves like abstinence and repression of desire Mm -hmm. and like leading very private lives yep but that's kind of um, difficult to balance with a story that's this horny, especially, <laughs> um, and also a story about where, like, creatures who have to kill to survive. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, the horny, the entire, we're now wa- just waxing poetic about the this tale, and not the movie, but, like, everything in this movie happens so that they can have sex. I mean, in this series happens so that they can have sex. And have a demon baby. True. And have a demon baby. Um, yeah, so and it always messes it, I, me up because when Bella eventually becomes a vampire, like, I, this is the thing. I was talking about this with Lily, like, the last time we watched the Twilight movie. Like, does, do her hormones go away? Does she realize all of a sudden, like, because I yeah. feel like a lot of, like, her being interested in Edward at first love, hormones raging. She yeah. really wants to, like, fuck Edward, but, like, do her hormones go away? Could things change? Yeah. I have a very important question for you guys. Oh, no. Um, Edward doesn't have any blood in him. Stop! I hate this question! <laughs> Stop! Like, oh my god, There's, all the gross Twilight questions. I don't know, he's got a crank or something. He's got a... I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it all kind of comes... And I think that's the biggest problem, is that like this book series is very focused on how serious it is to like wait until you're married to have sex right yeah yeah and also in the same token because they kind of exist at the same time how important it is to wait to be turned into a vampire until after you're married (laughs) (laughs) okay yes so why then does bella keep acting as a wicked temptress and trying to fuck edward and get him to turn her into a vampire before he's ready hmm because she has to go through her own character journey of realizing that you have to uh, be a better Mormon, Abby Kay. <laughs> I guess, but it, it's so weird because, like, they they do the right thing. They wait until marriage for both. Like, they're yeah. properly married. They did all the right things. And then Edward's like, finally, after four years of waiting, I will fuck you. Yeah. Um, and sh- they have consensual married sex. And then... She immediately gets pregnant after one time, and then Mm -hmm. that baby kills her. So it's like, what kind of karmic justice was this? They did everything right. It's not like this was a wedlock baby. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no answer to that. It also makes me wonder a lot about Stephanie Meyer's um, religious views on the afterlife. Where like. Where, like, being an eternal vampire on Earth and, like, killing people is preferable to dying and going to Mormon heaven. hmm <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, obviously, we're, we're coming a little off the cuff here, but everyone knows the plot of Twilight, so I think it's okay if we kind yes. of have these existential questions at the front. Yeah, we'll hop around. Yeah. But, yeah, I was a team Edward, um... I've always found vampires very sexy. I still do. I think there is something, like, just very inherently erotic about them. And maybe that was 
what was like so tantalizing about Twilight from the jump is like this sexless yeah. kind of portrayal of something that's inherently very erotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense with all of your religious stuff, Hannah, too. <laughs> you don't think vampires are sexy? Yeah, I do. But I think the, these vampires the are sexy. You, the, I think they absolutely are. I do think the way in which you just described why you think vampires are sexy means something to, to be desired. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I think there is also obviously people for similar reasons who are going to find werewolves more attractive, but I didn't find werewolves very sexy. Well, no, yeah. Uh, in Twilight, but... because the threat is when they get angry enough, they will turn into a werewolf and like leave you with permanent scars. That's terrifying. Well, yeah. They're also, also like dogs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was very yeah. much a werewolf girl. Um, like, I'm, I wasn't Team Jacob, but as far as like the concept of these two creatures, I was mm-hmm. a werewolf girl, and that's a hundred million percent because my favorite character in Harry Potter was Remus Lupin. Remus um, Lupin, yeah. yeah. And I also, then I watched Teen Wolf later, like, I was very much that. Um, but the werewolves in Twilight are just dogs. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> they really big dogs. Yeah, they're just really, really huge dogs. So, like, yeah, I prefer the vampire there. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... We found the IMDb summary of this first movie's plot, and it is so crazy fucking long and detailed that we're not going to follow it beat by beat because it would take us four hours. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember this movie pretty well. Um, Also worth noting is that the first, this has been talked to death as well, but the first movie in the series was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Oh, right. um, And it was a massive, massive blockbuster success. And then the rest of the series was given to male directors. Boo! Always be like that. Um. Yeah, this movie's budget wasn't that high compared to the rest of them. Mm. Um, It was kind of more of an indie thing. Obviously, you know, not fully indie, but... Lower budget, kind of experimental, um, and then when it got huge, it had, like, a massively inflated budget. We could see that with the Voltori and New Moon, mm-hmm. um, all of this shit going on. But with this one, I actually find the original Twilight very charming. I like the blue-coated yeah, kind of say, I love the color look to everything. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think there, even though its effects sometimes fall apart, I think there is something very charming about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The way they run. The way they run. The way they run. <laughs> It feels almost, this is going to sound silly, but it feels kind of like almost 90s in its like earnestness and its styling. Yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. I do get what you mean. It's very much, it's very stylized. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and the rest of the movies just look so bland. Like the only mm-hmm. truly memorable scene uh, from the rest of the series in terms of like styling is when Bella's in Europe in New Moon and like trying to chase down Edward when he's trying to like expose his chest to the sun. <laughs> but other... But other than that, I can't remember, like, the visual composition of a single scene. I eclipse yeah. with the flower field. That, too. Oh, true. That's a good one. Yeah, you got me there. That's true. Yeah. Um, but this one, I like its style. Um, I think Catherine Hardwick... Lily, you read The Raven Boys, right? I did. Anna, did you read those? No. Um, I think Catherine Hardwick is signed on to direct that series for TV. <gasps> I thought that stopped happening. Well, maybe it did, but regardless of how... Is, is that who signed on initially? That rocks. Yeah. We yeah, love a stylized I, piece. Yeah, I remember being like, sh- aesthetically, she would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so 17-year-old Bella Swan is leaving Phoenix, Arizona, because her mom just got married to a new guy, and they want to travel, and she wants to finish school. Um, 
you know, with her dad. I always really like Charlie. I think her dad is cute. And mm-hmm. I would say, like, probably the best parent in this series. But, yeah. again, that's really... Like, again, the the signs of, like, potential abuse show up real soon in the series. And not a lot of people say shit. Yep. Um, the dad kind of is like, hey, is that is something going on? Which is, you know, the most that anyone does. Yeah. So yeah. points, I guess. <laughs> Um, oh, he's the chief of police, mm-hmm. uh, and she's going to Forks, Washington, which is now a tourist attraction for Twilight oh, yeah. fans. Hey, Forks! Um, and she has a good relationship with her dad. Um, he's very excited to see her. He gives her a truck that she's, like, really hyped to get um, when she arrives in Washington. I always kind of liked the truck. Um, I thought it was... A very interesting initial character beat that Bella is very hyped on this truck. Big yeah. bro girl um, energy once again. Yeah, big bro girl move. Um, but there is something I think about Bella before she meets Edward that is a little bit attractive and relatable. Um, th- I I am able to relate to her much more before she meets the guys. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that makes sense. I love at the beginning yeah. of this movie all of the voiceovering that happens that we I feel like we kind of lose it along the way because I remember like when she's before she gets on the plane she's like oh my carry on is a parka and then like Charlie's showing her her room and they're just sitting there in silence and then she, Charlie walks away and she's like the good thing about Charlie he doesn't have her but then that all disappears <laughs> somewhere through the middle of the movie. <laughs> Maybe it's because then all of... Here's my theory. Maybe it's because all of her inner monologue is now heard by Edward, so we can't hear anymore. Ooh. (laughs) That's a really good theory. (laughs) My theory was she sees Edward, and her brain immediately switches to no thoughts, brain empty for the rest of the series. Yeah, that's kind of true, actually. That's what happens. Um, She meets uh, Billy Black and his son, Jacob. Jacob mm-hmm. is uh, her childhood friend, kind of. And at this point, Taylor Lautner had, like, a crazy wig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Taylor Lautner was a baby. Didn't they make him, like, yeah. crazy bulk up to keep his job? Yeah. Really? How? I yeah. need to something up. Okay. It's actually kind it, of, it's, like, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a really intense bulk up between movies. Um, the wig that they have on him is pretty rough. Um. And he reminds her that he is a Quillette Indian. He is not in real life. <laughs> no, he's not. Is he just what? Is, he's not any. He's not native at all. I don't believe he's native. Um, neither is Boo Boo Stewart. I remember that was a point of contention. Oh, really? I thought Boo-Boo. he was, man. I think most of them actually are Quillette or at least Native American. I think the two biggest profile ones, which were Taylor Lautner and Boo Boo Stewart, are not actually native. Bummer. What is Taylor Lautner? Like, I th- I'm actually looking right now. Uh, white. Yeah, I think he's just <laughs> he's tan. White. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he claims that he has distant Native American ancestry, but you know, That's people say wild. things. That's wild. Whoa! Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Bella goes to their high school that Jacob does not attend. He kind of goes to the the res- um, reservation high school. Mm-hmm. And immediately Bella is scouted out by, like, all of the guys at the school. They're, like, kissing her on the cheek. They're hitting on her. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, I love the human squad. We got Mike. We got Eric. And we got Tyler, who's and not And we got that Anna Kendrick. Anna, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick and um, the girl who's playing Selena right now. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I totally forgot. Oh, Christian Serratos? Yes. Yes. Um, and I do want to say a couple of things here. Uh, my personal opinion. Kristen Stewart is very beautiful. Um, she was beautiful in the Twilight movie. She's obviously beautiful now. Um, I never, I was never on the, like, the lesbian catnip side of Kristen Stewart Twitter. I don't, I'm not attracted to her in that way, but she is, um, very conventionally attractive. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's wild that these guys are, like, shitting their pants over her while Anna Kendrick is just, like, standing there totally ignored. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They, like, they're at the same, like, they look kind of the same. Like, not really, but you know what I mean. Like, they're the same, like, brand of white girl, basically. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. It's like, they're they're acting like they've never seen a white girl before. Mm-hmm. Which is wild, because, of course, they're all white. They're in Washington. They're in Forks, Washington. <laughs> they're making a big deal over the fact that she's super pale, even though she's from Phoenix. But because of the color grading of this movie and the everyone's fact that everyone's pale. white in it, everyone looks super pale. They're like, their skin colors are all very washed out. So every time they're like, oh, my God, Kristen Stewart's so sexy because she has, like, pale skin. And Anna Kendrick is like, hmm, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, this movie is also the number one proponent of the idea that women can't be friends unless true. they are sisters. <laughs> that's true. Wow, that's, that's true. true. No, women can't like... be friends with women or men unless yeah. they're sisters or dating. No friends. Yeah. Um, like and that that kind of sucks because in the in the book you get like a nice developed friendship between Angela and and Bella but I mean yeah. the Jessica thing happens no matter what like Jessica becomes like jealous or whatever they can't be friends but like she's good friends with Angela and you never see that in the movies mm-hmm. yeah I don't think Angela even came to the wedding in the fourth movie <laughs> no, no, oh good question you're right um, even though Jessica was there. Yeah. Um, oh, but speech, it is so, yeah. I think it's so funny because Bella immediately has like this issue because all the guys are all over her and all of the girls are jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think when she starts becoming friends with the vampires, she befriends Alice, who's like one of the sister vampires, the psychic one. But I feel like the first thing Alice says to her is like, I'm so excited we're going to be sisters one day. <laughs> Immediately, li- like, laying out the stakes to us. They can't be rivals because they're sisters. Yeah, 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 you're right. And, and yet- she also has, like, a different brand than Bella. Do you know what I mean? Like, Alice is, I feel like the, like... I wasn't deeply, obviously, into, like, Twilight culture and, like, fan culture, but I feel like, like, the ones who were Alice girls were, like, the quirky ones. Is that anything? Yeah. Okay. No, you're totally right. Every other girl is, like, femme and looking for dick. Alice has the dick on lockdown, and she also is the only one with short hair, so she's fine. short hair. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, on the first day of school, um, Bella is eating lunch, and the Cullens come in. Woo! And this scene is iconic my question is why are they outside because it's cloudy remember the reason they live in washington is so the sun doesn't shine on them i know but why are they walking into the cafeteria from like outside the school (laughs) oh they were in the woods you know (laughs) (laughs) it was lunchtime they were eating a deer or whatever yeah yeah all right anyway so they come in you're right from outside and there's like a little musical sting and they all come in in pairs, and they come in pairs of, like, the oh. ones that are dating. So it's Alice and Jasper, Emmett and Rosalie, uh, and then Edward on his own. Oh, <laughs> that <tainted>. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like, who's that? And I think there's, again, not really treading on new ground here. 
But the fact that the entire student body is so cool with and does not crack one single joke about how all of these siblings are dating is ridiculous. I wait, wait, yeah, hold on, wait. Do they, are they, that's true, I don't understand. I feel like (laughs) as, as, as a teacher and Hannah, you can say what, what you think. I feel like the school would maybe look into that. (laughs) I definitely would. Um. Uh, this is like this was a whole plot line on Riverdale where it's like if I was a high school teacher and there were like six kids who all looked the same and they were all paired off and they also had similar looking young parents I would be like this is a sex trafficking ring oh no I well I would be very very concerned for multiple reasons um the fact that their dad is like this hugely influential doctor in town and like everyone owes him a favor so no one would mm-hmm. say shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the kids are out of school constantly. Well, it's just like, yeah, there's so many. And I feel like there's some like precautions they could have taken to like, like they could have just not all had the same last name. Yeah, <laughs> if it was like, a, if it was like a foster home or something. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Why, why did they all take Carlisle's last name? Um, especially considering Carlisle and the adoptive mom, Ren- no, Esme, Esme. <laughs> are, are not physically that much older than them. Why, yeah. why do they have to be high schoolers even? Yeah, they could have been in college. Well, that's like a, we're once again repeating the yeah. <laughs> voice of the world, but yeah. Well, they want to stay but, there for as long as possible. That's why they're high schoolers. Yeah. But I think the fact, I think for me, the, it's the fact that the kids don't say anything. Because all of the kids are aware that they're all dating each other, which is something that would have been very easy to hide or not make public. Considering <laughs> yeah. considering that they don't, like, do PDA um, or really talk to anyone else, you wouldn't have to tell people, like, oh, we're adopted siblings, but we're also dating each other. But the yeah. fact that they feel no shame in, like, sharing that fact it's is weird. whack. Yep. Mm. Man. And as a teacher, I would report it, and then I'd probably get sniped by the Colin Klein, the Colin Klein family. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, so immediately, Bella is st- struck by Edward and his good looks, and he stares at her all through lunch, um, and she's kind of like, "Oh, he's into me," but he's actually just hating, actually. <laughs> hate how much how bad she smells he's like well at that point he can smell he's just like why can't i hear this woman yeah he can't read her mind yet that's why he's upset okay he's like read everyone's mind and um i have not read midnight sun i know it was recently released but i did read the first three chapters when they were initially leaked in like 2011 or something yeah i I read the leaked chapters too um and i just remember reading from edward's perspective and he is the most suicidally depressed, misogynistic oh asshole God. on earth. Yeah, like, he's surprising. Like, he walks into that cafeteria and he's like, every girl in here is so vapid, all they can think about is boys. And every boy in here is so stupid and all they can think about is girls. No one of them is like me, who's 117 and thinks about quantum theory. And I was like, shut <laughs> up, you don't have shut to be in high up. school. <laughs> oh my God. It's so much better for the world if we don't know what Edward's thinking. Yeah, yeah. it is. Thank God. We were never meant to know that. <laughs> um, so he's pissed that he can't read Bella's mind, even though the only reason he 
falls in love with Bella is because he can't read her mind, which yeah. makes me think if he could, he also would have hated her for being yes, that bad. <laughs> and sex obsessed. Um, but then they're in the next period, they're paired together to be lab partners for biology. And oh, the, and it's that classic, mm-hmm. iconic, right? Is this when he walks in and then the the fan blows her stench towards him? Yeah, yeah. so she steps in front of a fan. Um, which, why is a fan on in Washington? That classroom's definitely fucking cold. Yeah, it looks yeah. cold. Um, and he does that iconic thing where he, like, grabs his face and, like, covers his nose. And she's all <laughs> upset, obviously. <laughs> We talked a lot last time about uh, th- how there was a lot of moments in a California Christmas where you wouldn't be able to come back from romantically. That's one. I think if this was my first interaction with Edward where it's like he wouldn't uncover his nose while I was sitting next to him, I wouldn't be interested in interacting with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, exceptionally it rude. It, yeah. Wait, and wait, the answer to it is because she smells so good. Wait, why does he do it again? Yeah, it's because his own personal brand of a heroin. Heroin. (laughs) Great. Yes, that's it. That's That's how he says it. Great. And I think they say, like, in at one point, there's like one person in the world whose blood will taste better to a vampire, and it's like your blood soulmate or whatever. Great. Um, But you feel the instant urge to kill them in the middle of the classroom. (laughs) You guys are my blood soulmates. You're Aww. my blood soulmate. That's <laughs> gross, <kill> guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're all, like, AB positive or something. Yeah. But the thing is, that that's a bit, another part of it. It's like, I'm sure Bella just has normal blood. Like, she doesn't have hemophilia or something. Or hemo- yeah. What is it that makes, like, she doesn't have the hemoglot thing going on. I don't, I don't know. know. blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit. But it's, like, so, again, it's hilarious in Midnight Sun, but it's, like, Bella's just trying to, like, look at slides through the microscope, and Edward is fighting with everything inside him not to commit murder in his biology classes. I was, like, I would read, like, um, somebody read Midnight Sun and then, like, made a video about it, and I watched through that, just, like, a basic summary. She said there were, like, six full pages of him detailing the ways that he could kill Bella and kill everybody else in the classroom and, like, get away with it. This is unforgivable. <laughs> That's why Midnight Sun should have never come out. We don't need to know that. I don't need to know how men think. I don't care if he's a vampire. Mm. That That's sucks so, so bad. That's so upsetting. Well, it's a good thing he got out of the classroom. He, like, leaves, right? And then... She doesn't that's the see craziest him? part is he's there for the rest of the biology period. He just leaves when the bell rings. I'm like, Edward asked to be excused. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so does so then gagging. after that is that he just like he he's not at school for the next few days and he transfers. Yeah, out? he just doesn't come yeah. in for the next couple of days. No. Okay, yeah. He goes to And then he comes back and is like, Hey now I'm okay well, for some also, reason. Importantly, Bella hears him asking to be transferred out of biology. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um and he's obviously denied because he's, like, a junior or something, and you can't mm-hmm. transfer out of, like, core science classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, again, the Cullens are basically a mob family. They can do whatever they want whenever they want. <laughs> if I'm Edward, it's, like, time to take a sabbatical and just leave until Bella's done with high school. You know yeah, what? straight up. Being a Cullen is, like... When you do that, like, money, money bags, whatever, cheat on Sims, and then just, like, do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to... 
Motherload? You're so yes, right. Motherload, that's it. I was like, what is it? They motherloaded. You yeah, motherload yourself on, on Sims and you could just do whatever you want. But then eventually it gets boring. And also that, that other sucks. sim where you can't die either, you don't have to feed yourself. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> well, it's like, why is Edward so committed to clocking in at school every day? Like he's not that close to his siblings. Like he doesn't want to be with them. He, it's not like he needs to get an 11th grade education for the 17th fucking time. No. So, like, why is he so committed to being there? He comes back and he's like, hey, fella, what's up? Yeah. Um, yeah, Edward is absent for the next several days. And when he returns to school, his eye color is different. Huge. Golden. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely important. Um, he asked her questions about herself, her family, and whether or not she likes being in Forks now. Um, she's kind of, like, flattered by this attention. She Like, it's ridiculous that this is, like, she's able to snap 180 on him after their first introduction mm-hmm. was so bad. And then he's like, tell me about yourself, tell me about your family. And she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> I I think I w- too would want to go to the biology teacher and be like I think this partnership isn't going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, you just switch partners. I don't know what's the big fucking deal, Edward. I don't. Yeah. But I think like Anna just said, he can't even be in the same room as her without like, graphically imagining committing like <laughs> mass murder. Yeah. Man, that's a big red flag, got to say. I mean, not to say <laughs> the obvious here, but uh, but it's all undone later that day when Bella, this, this scene has haunted me for life because every time I'm in a parking lot, I think I'm going to hit, get hit by a truck like this. <laughs> yes. You know, there's, there's black ice, there's trucks everywhere. So Bella goes into the school parking lot. Um, it's rainy and this guy does like a hydroplane basically. And she nearly gets hit by a pickup truck. Um, but Edward, uh, vampire charges across the lot. Um, grabs Bella, pulls her out of the way, and crushes the vehicle. <laughs> oh, God. The imprint of his hand in the truck yeah. is awesome. I can't lie. That scene is so great. <laughs> it's um, great. We talk about memorable Twilight scenes. That's got to be in my top three because, again, it's a scene without dialogue, which means the chemistry is popping between K-Stew and our pets. Yeah. Um, and the, I don't know, just the way that they filmed it, where it shows his handprint in the truck, and mm-hmm. then they look at each other, and there's, like, this little sizzle, like, erotic moment, and then, like, <laughs> vampire charges off again. Yeah. And then he was like, we shouldn't be friends after this. <laughs> um, and then he, uh, yeah, she's taken to the hospital, obviously, because everyone thinks her legs just got crushed. Mm-hmm. And this is when she meets Edward's dad for the first time, Carlisle. Yeah. Sexy doctor um, man. Sexy doctor man. <laughs> My favorite Tumblr thread about <laughs> Twilight. I'm gonna laugh all the way through this. It's like, <laughs> it's like Carlisle is a vampire, right? So it, that means all of his skin is very, very cold. But at certain times, like when you're performing surgeries or like if you're checking for prostate cancer, <laughs> your hands have to be not ice cold. So it's like, <laughs> does, does Carlisle have to like boil his hands every day before he goes in to help at the hospital? <laughs> so he doesn't like give someone hypothermia on the inside. Oh my like, God. Like literally probably. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a Tumblr mood board where it was like Carlisle Cullen before going into the hospital each day, and it's just like crab boiling pots. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Disturbing. Carlisle's probably like thirty. Um, he's very friendly. He's like a religious man. He's like on good terms with Bella's dad because he's like the head surge, and her dad's the chief of police. Um, and he's just, like, overall a cool guy, and I think the most interesting part about the Cullen family is that, like, none of the Cullens really like each other that much, but they all worship Carlisle. Like, that's, he's basically their cult leader. because he basically saved all of them, right? Like, that's what we basically, I mean, we don't know that yet, but that's, like, why. Well, I mean, like, even, like, uh, Rosalie didn't want to get saved, and she hates Edward because he, like, rejected her or whatever, but I don't understand why she likes Carlisle if she didn't want to get saved. The fact that Rosalie still lives with them is crazy. Like, they don't all have to live together. She could have gone and lived in Italy. True. She would have thrived in Italy. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like it's very weird that they all still live together and that they feel like they can't split up. Um, I love my family a lot, but if it was like we have to be together and live in the same house till the end of time, I would not be into it after, like, 10 years, much less 200. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, but Carlisle's like, oh, you're fine. Uh, you might have a little bit of a concussion, so if you remember something weird happening, that's probably it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then Edward's, Edward's waiting for her out in the hall, and Bella's like, you crushed that vehicle. Like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, oh, it was an adrenaline rush. <laughs> you know, as, as people do. <laughs> you would think he'd have a better excuse, but he, no. He's he didn't, stupid. He didn't think at all. Well, and also there is, like, a precedent for something like that happening. Maybe not the, like, running across the parking lot at Superhuman Oh, but, like, lifting a car to save a baby kind of thing? Yeah. I think if he had just, like, acted better and been like, I don't know how it happened, I just felt like I had to save you, there would be some precedent for it. Yeah, but instead he's like, uh, it was, uh, it was adrenaline. (laughs) Goodbye. And also, he uh, he's fucking gaslighting her during this whole conversation where she's like, you're across the lot. And he's like, I was right next to you, Bella. Yeah. 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 Rough start. And I appreciate he's trying to cover the vampire secret. But, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I feel like, again, this is why he should stop hanging out with this bitch. He just shouldn't have talked to her after this. Yeah. Straight up. And so he does try. He says we shouldn't be friends. And he wanders away. Um... Regardless, Bella asks him out on a date uh, to go to the Indian reservation in La Push, but he says no. Um, but she finds out while she's there with um, her other high school friends that the Cullens aren't allowed to be in La Push. Yeah. Right. Do we, how do we, well, is it just that Jacob gives, like, a little backstory about, like, the drama between the two families? Yeah. yeah he, he basically does. tells, like, a myth. He's like, yeah. the Quillettes are descended from wolves, and the Cullens are descended from an enemy clan. <laughs> yeah. I wish he had been like, the Cullens are descended from bats, but I think Bella would have poked a <laughs> hole in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says in the IMDb description, although Jacob calls it just an old story, Bella suspects otherwise. I mean, that's what mm. it is. It's an old story. Yeah, it's an old story. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh. I don't even remember. She gets really into the Quillette legends, and then she goes to a bookstore uh, to buy books on Quillette legends. Oh, right. Wait, this is when she goes to Port Angeles with um, Angela and Jessica, right? 
Yeah, and they go shopping for prom they dresses. They go shopping for prom dresses, and some men harass them in the window. Yeah. Oh, right. How early did you guys buy your prom dresses, like, ahead of prom? Uh, oh, not early enough. This I, I, don't, I don't know when, what part of the year this is, but... It's, like, still, like, September, October. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and prom's in, like, May. No, I probably bought mine, like, a month before. Yeah, I think I bought mine in a little bit before probably like in february or march but it definitely was like yeah. the same year that it happened you know yeah. um a but it's just it's just to show that bella's better than jessica and angela because she's going into the city to buy books and they're going <laughs> in to oh, buy so clothes smart. yeah um but the only reason she's buying books is to like stalk the new guys <laughs> yeah again like not a lot of bella is all of her interests seem motivated by like figuring out stuff about edward the only things that we see her like at the beginning are the truck that her dad gets for her and her little cactus yeah she likes cactus she's she's yeah she's a very like hollow character as her entire character after like 15 pages or 15 minutes is about edward that's it there's nothing else she has no hobbies. Yeah, we don't know if she gets we don't know if she gets good grades or if she plays any sports. She buys books, but we don't know if she likes reading them or if she just feels like she's on a task. <laughs> she doesn't play video games. Um, she starts going cliff diving in the second book, but that's just because she wants to commit suicide. It's like all of this yeah. stuff that kind of all loops back to the same interest of being into Edward, and it makes me wonder when like after breaking dawn when she's a vampire and she's with edward forever so she no longer has to worry about securing the bag like what Mm -hmm. will she do what does she like uh and i don't think that's ever answered because then by the time she's a vampire she then has a child to take care of i hope that bella's a swifty (laughs) (laughs) i want to kill you an (laughs) anti-swifty Oh no, my god. Bella. You know Bella hates Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, stop. You know she Everything would. Everything about know her she would. reads anti Swifty. I'm gonna yeah. cry. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you said this. <laughs> you know that Jessica turned on like blank space or some shit on the way back from Port Angeles and Bella had like a little monologue that was like, ugh, girl music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rocks. So, yeah, so she buys her book. She heads to, like, the rendezvous point with Jessica and Angela where they're going to have dinner. Um, (laughs) I love the IMDb description. Along the way, however, she is stopped by four guys with no good on their minds. Oh, yeah, say that. (laughs) So she's confronted by four guys that kind of circle her on all sides. And uh, it's a very, uh, like, teen threatening scene where it's, like, they're obviously looking to assault her but they don't really do anything or i guess say anything that would make that clear they're just like hey where are you going why don't you come with us and she's like no leave me alone and then in another iconic scene edward Edward, like pulls out of nowhere does a full donut in his super nice car gets out turns to bella's like get in the car and then he growls at these guys and they run away Uh, i wish that i could growl at men I mean, I could, but, you know, have more And he's, he just, like, effectively scares them off. And yeah. he's very, very upset because he could read their minds and he can imagine, like, what they thought, which was assaulting Bella. So he's, like, well, in yeah. the car. He's all worked it, up. Isn't that when, and in the car, he's like, yeah, I could read their minds, but not yours. 
He's like, you can yeah. see that th- you couldn't see the things they were thinking, and she's like, uh, and you can. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, huh? <laughs> Imagine if you're Bella and you just escaped that one very ser- scary situation, and now you're in a car with a guy who's going like ninety miles per hour, <laughs> being like, I can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> So they finally get back. It says they finally get back to the restaurant. This holdup was like five minutes long because Edward immediately pulls up. But by the time they catch back up to the restaurant, Jessica and Angela have already eaten. Yeah. Which in the movie is shown to be a cunty thing to do because Bella's like, you didn't wait. And I was like, how long? What's been going on? <laughs> like, like yeah, how long have you been Yeah, it's probably split been up? a while. Yeah. This was in the age of cell phones. So I would feel like they are kind of bad friends, though, for not trying to. Yeah, that's true. They should have been, like, doing more work to maybe go to the bookstore or something. The fact that they just threw in the towel and were like, ah, we might as well eat when one of their friends is missing in the city. (laughs) Who's who in this uh, relationship? Stop! Who's who's leaving who? You You know I'm Bella. You know I've disappeared and you guys have a meal. (laughs) I have to admit, if Lily was missing in the city, I'd be like, ah, she's fine. She's all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You'd be like, she yeah, this happens to her all the time Corral in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so she and Edward decide to get dinner together. Um, and Bella, Bella and Edward go in. Jessica and Angela leave. Again, bad friend moves. I would not leave mm-hmm. Bella alone with this guy from school. Yeah. Um, Edward reveals that he was following Bella because he has developed very protective feelings towards her. And let's reiterate that they are not in their hometown. They are in a city that is many miles away, and so he's been following her all day in a city. Yeah. Good stuff. Weird. <laughs> uh, and he also tells her that he can read minds. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Cool, awesome to hear. I remember, I remember this scene specifically because it like wasn't in the book this way. When he's like looking at the people in the movie, and he's like, "Sex, money, sex, money, cat." Right. That I remember. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, and that's the most damning part because he does that, and Bella's like, "Whoa, he really can read minds. Like that's all the evidence she needs." You know, I I appreciate that for the plot to move forward, Edward can't read Bella's mind. But the only way that some that you you could absolutely prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that someone can read minds is asking them to read your mind. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You don't have that trick. He could be just lying. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that Edward could ever prove to Bella that he can actually do this. Yeah. But she just believes him, which is convenient for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, as they pass, um, Bella and Edward see on the street that there is a, a bunch of cop cars and uh, Carlisle's car on the side of the road. And there's a dead body um, by the boat docks from an animal attack, air quotes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we see the we we see the the the, the death happen the on screen, scene. right? We just yeah. didn't. It's James's clan. Yeah, James! <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Whoever we've previously is. we've previously encountered the actor who plays James. He was uh, the male love interest and the roommate. That's right. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Um, in this one, in this movie, he has a little rat tail. He does. Aww. It's beautiful. Um, one time, Lily and I were watching. We were watching one of the Twilight movies, probably New Moon, together in Lily's dorm room. Uh, hi. And <laughs> Lily asked me so many times who James was because she couldn't remember the first movie and she couldn't understand Victoria's motivations for trying to kill Bella. And I explained it like five times for Lily to only ask me again ten seconds later. I I I don't know. I I well because he dies in this one, right? Yes. Yeah. He's so <laughs> So they kept referencing him, and I was like, I don't have any sort of object permanence. Um, <laughs> so this I is I have, helpful like, for another me. question about the Twilight universe in regards to its Mormonity. Um, we know that vampires have, like, mates. Obviously, Edward and Bella become mates. Um, Jasper and Alice, Rosalie and Emmett, um, mm-hmm. Victoria and James, um, uh, Carlisle and Esme. But... It's not really clear once they're both vampires if they keep having sex with each other. I think they do. They do. You think in the so? in the books they have a ton of sex. What do you mean? Gotcha. Okay. Like, always, well, like, well, I remember them just saying like Rosalie and Emmett destroyed like three houses. Yeah. I was like, well yeah, what? because I remember like that's always always the, the craziest part book. because I was like all of the all of the couples in Twilight, except for Edward and Bella, have such asexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for Alice and Jasper, Jasper is so repressed and racist <laughs> that I feel like Alice couldn't touch him without cr- him crying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rosalie is obviously a lesbian, so I refuse to believe that she was having sex with Emmett ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlisle and Esme are, like, just parents. Like, they don't actually have any kind of special relationship. They're just parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, every other relationship, and there's something about it, I don't know if I've ever talked to you guys about this before, but I know in evangelical Christianity, they believe that when you reach heaven, like, sex and romantic desire will go away, and we'll all live with each other as onto, like, a family. And, uh... This is not really shared with a lot of sects of Christianity. Um, I don't know if it's true of Mormons, so I don't want to generalize. Um, But there is something about that kind of belief system that is really reflected in the Collins, where it's like, after you are undead, having sex and being in a special relationship doesn't matter so much because we're just in a family now. That's so depressing. (laughs) A horrible way to live. I'm okay. I mean, and I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. I need to clarify if anyone listening isn't evangelical. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on your religion. Just um, I don't. I don't find it appealing. Um, sorry if that offends someone, but I find it a very unappealing way to imagine the afterlife. Okay, and cool. Again, it kind of functions into the fact that Bella and Edward, as of the last book are parent like literal parents mm-hmm. and their daughter becomes an adult like over the course of six months but that doesn't make it awkward that you're living with your adult daughter for the rest of the time like fuck until the day is long mm-hmm. in the other room with like her full awareness because she is super hearing mm-hmm. oh god mm. hmm. 
Yeah, that I that was a little quick aside, but I've always found it like a very weird uh, element of like sexual relations in Twilight. See what this what this episode is is just a dissection of the concept of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be good for when we do our bright episode soon because oh, I want to talk God. about I want to talk about the world more than I want to talk about yeah. the plot. Well, also, frankly, we are not even a third into this plot. We're an hour in. So I don't know what we're going to do here. I'm genuinely like, is this going to have to be a two-parter? <laughs> um, maybe. We'll see how far we can get. These, those yeah. are my big questions. Yeah. Um, so animal attack, Carlisle and Charlie are like, how does this keep happening? But Carlisle and Edward are like, it's a vampire. It's a fucking vampire, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bella comes home with her library books and she finds a Quillette legend about the cold one, um, which is like Nosferatu, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, described as undead, immortal, possessing incredible speed, strength, cold skin. Well, isn't this um, like the montage part where she Google searches vampire? She yahoo's And is surprised it. by what she finds, yeah. That's awesome. She has to yahoo it because they weren't supported by Google or whatever. Yeah. I also like that in 2008, we were living in a world where you could Google something, click on the first answer, and then immediately confront someone with it the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that rocks. Because she finds out what a vampire is, basically, and then she's like, that sounds like Edward. And then the next day, she goes to him and is like, are you a vampire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cause No shame. Uh, an- another classic scene. Um, say it out loud. I know what oh, you this, are. Yeah, this is the this is probably in the same way that the car one is. This is like up there with like he's like he like speed jumps to like a cliff and is like jumping around her in circles, right? And she's like, yeah, he's your like, skin is pale white and ice cold. Like classic monologue <laughs> here. Yes, I like, well, he, they do the whole thing where he's just standing in place, and then he, like, grabs her, runs up the cliff to, like, show her what he can do, that he can sparkle, but also that he can, like, crush rocks with his fist, and he's like, as if you could outrun me, and he, like, sprints, as if you could bite me off, and then he rips out the tree by the <laughs> as roots, if you, and we're all like, yeah. <laughs> as if you could crush rocks with your fist. Oh. <laughs> So, good stuff. And then he's like, ah, the lion fell in love with the lamb. (laughs) Sure. Like, and if someone said that to me, I'd be like, what? (laughs) The fuck (laughs) does that mean? I remember that so vividly. Like, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid lamb. What a sick, masochistic lion. That was the dialogue exchange. I remember it very vividly. uh, And it's like, that was like the quote on all of the merch, too. That was on one of my posters. It's probably why I remember. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know he was workshopping that one for like the past three months. Like he yeah. was just waiting to lay that one on her. Yeah. Um, he explains to her his whole backstory. Um, the most important part is that he's 117, not 17. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Surprise. He is, he's a vegetarian, which means he only eats animals. Hilarious. Um, and he tells her the thing where he's like i've never wanted to eat anyone as much as i've wanted to eat you over the last two months and she's like hell yeah very cool very cool god she's like turned on by that yeah um uh and they just kind of like lay in the field for a little bit they don't kiss they just lie there um and then 
Edward and Bella are like, we're in a relationship now. And they go back to <laughs> Bella's house. And um, Edward and uh, the, the blacks, Jacob and Billy, pass each other in their cars. And they do that, like, slow-mo glaring at each other through the driver's seat window that I always love. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Um, Billy is a little concerned that... Um, Bella is dating a vampire now, as I think any responsible adult would be, but he's just kind of seen as a downer rather than, like, voicing a legitimate concern. Yeah. Um, the next day, Edward brings Bella to his house. I loved the Collins house when I was a kid. I thought oh, it was yeah. so cool. It's so fancy. Yes! It's yes. beautiful. Lots of natural light. I just, like, can't get over the fact, though, like, with their bathroom work yeah yeah is it fake is it real i bet no i bet i bet they bought wait well do they say ever in the know if they built it or not because if they bought it then yeah like if it's just like i think they bought it i don't think they built it i still because they're like the nomads basically they could hear me yeah i know that'd be yeah. weird but you pee really loud anyway anna so, <laughs> <laughs> so i hear they you but i'm not able to hear my no matter what anyway. i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this was like a thing in college. That was a thing in college wrong. where like where we would like, you know, communal bathrooms and I would be like getting ready for bed or whatever and Anna and I lived in the same hall and I'd be brushing my teeth and Anna pees loud as hell. Cause she <laughs> um, no, that's it. Um, I just love that it. Anna be like, could the Collins hear me pee? And Lily's like, I can hear you pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not your main She's concern, right. Anna. If you're in the house of the vampires, your number one thought is like, if I have to pee, will they? Pee? <laughs> yeah, they can hear everything. Well, wait, is this the part where they're trying to make dinner and they make Italian food because her name's Bella? Yeah, they're yes. like, We're making Italian awesome. for you. Like, that's awesome. Literally, hundred year old vampires, so smart, so many books studied, not one brain cell. No. Well, and I think this part is so funny because they roll in and they've made this whole, like, really nice dinner. They're all being, like, you know, very hospitable. And Esme, the mom, is like, oh, are, are you hungry? And Bella, obviously being a good house guest, is like, yeah, I'd love to have some. And Edward's like, we ate before we came. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Edward. Which puts her in an awkward position. I'd be mad at him for saying that if I was Bella. I would be gracious and eat the food. Yeah, I'd- yeah. The food in my stomach. Obviously, the family takes this badly because not only can they not eat, like, they've spent all this time. So Rosalie, who hates Bella already, smashes the bowl that they're keeping the salad in and goes to her <laughs> mm-hmm. room. Awesome. Great. Um, Alice, who too. knows that Bella is going to be vampirized, is immediately very friendly. <laughs> um, Jasper wants to eat Bella, so he kind of like... <laughs> Stays away. <laughs> Stays in his room. <laughs> Which is respectful of I, him. I feel like the Jasper Alice dynamic and how they interact with Bella is kind of like me and Lily at a party. That's what? very true. That's You're so, so fucking right. true. <laughs> <laughs> not, that I, not that I want to eat people. Let me get that straight. I'm sorry. Totally Jasper and I'm Alice. Oh my god. It's just like I don't I'm so I don't want to interact with anyone. And he's like back yeah, there would, with his uh, eyes wide open. I would like do the rounds and then come back and check on Anna. <laughs> 
And that's I'm Rosalie awesome. breaking a plate. And God, you literally are is the thing. Oh, that's awesome. That would have been a great Halloween costume for us. Oh, fuck. Uh, Maybe when quarantine lifts. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the, the Cullens are, like, happy that she's there. Um, and Edward plays the piano for her, which is... Classic. A classic. Another um, Bella's Lullaby, I think, is still one of the most played like instrumental pieces. Wow, on Spotify, at least. I'm sorry. Can we jump to the most important scene of this movie? Let's go. Yeah, the baseball scene. Okay, I need to. This is just an aside. I um had a really big Muse phase, um where I only listened to Muse on um my my um CD player, my boombox. And I was really mad that they used this song in Twilight because I claimed ownership over it. But also, this is the best use of this song possible ever. <laughs> it's song, so cool. The soundtrack of this, this movie is really good. You have, like, Eyes on Fire. You have um the, what is that, um, Flightless Bird, American Mouth. or What, what is it, Flightless Bird? Is it American Mouth? The, the way in which you know the so names of these songs uh, baffles me. I, I had the I would the, rent the Eclipse CD from the library um, <laughs> because there was a song by Sia on there that I was obsessed with that wasn't being sold to stream or buy online anywhere, and so I would rent the CD and I would just play it in my car on loop. <laughs> it drove wow. my family crazy. That's awesome. Well, um, well, Stephanie Meyer was obsessed with Muse. You guys know that, right? Oh, no. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, know that. she would dedicate all of the books to the band Muse. <gasps> What? That's so what? fucking weird. Yeah, um, she always said that they were a huge inspiration for her. They were always, like, wow. top of her acknowledgments. Um, so it was basically, like, ride or die that Muse would be on the soundtrack of this movie. Wow, okay. Go off then. Right. Got her wish. Yeah, and it was for the best scene of the movie, so it really was mutually beneficial. Yeah, I like, the thing is, I don't even have much to say about this scene, because it just, it's just really good, and it's like, yeah, you have to see it. It's, it's so this movie, in every way, and like, the way it's edited, and the, it's so, see, the thing, we said this already, but like, this movie is so stylized, um, Mm -hmm. that, like, I feel like it's almost camp, like, like, without, like, it's accidental camp, like, they definitely weren't trying to make it. It's it's in the same way. Okay, here's what it is. Did you guys see Anna didn't Hannah? Did you see this tweet that was um, Anna's not on Twitter? This tweet that was of like a, a clip from the first episode of Sherlock. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's him like in his mind palace, and there's like words popping up on the screen, and he's like waving them away, and he's acting out things, and it's like yes, yes. Uh, it has the same energy as this in that it's like so crazy um, that it's, it's like... so quickly cut. But I think the thing is that makes it better than that Sherlock scene is that it's the only scene for me in this movie that feels very loose and natural. Yes, and I feel like that's it's the true. only scene where like the actors were having fun. <laughs> yeah, I totally get what you mean. We know that Robert Pattinson was like famously uh, disenchanted with Twilight. He thought it was stupid. Um, Mm-hmm. We know that Kristen Stewart got so much career hate for being in these movies that she probably wasn't enjoying it either. Mm-hmm. Um, but this scene with the baseball uh, the baseball game is so fun because, like, they're goofing with each other. They're all laughing. It's, like, very fluid and kind of goofy. But it's also, yeah. like, 
purposefully goofy. I always found it like the most natural feeling part of the movie. No, yeah. I agree. And I think that's why it's so fun. Um, yeah, it's the only part where I actually feel chemistry between like everyone who's on screen. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, and it's interrupted by the man who I know is James. Right? <laughs> 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 yes. James um, and clan. He came because he knows they're vampires and he wants to do like a vampire meetup. They would just want to play baseball together. Yeah. Um, This scene I always thought was stupid to like create conflict. I don't even think you really need the James plot in this at all. But I realized that at this point in the book, she probably realized nothing was happening. Yeah, but the reason like, yeah. yeah, the reason the James plot is stupid is because James and the other vampires come over and they're like, can we play baseball too? And they're like, haha, yeah, of course. And they instantly realize that Bella is a human and they figure mm-hmm. that they've brought her to snack on her later. <laughs> and you brought a my snack. Qu- <laughs> yeah. And my question always was so they have to like leave. You know, they have to leave and, like, hide Bella to protect her from James. But, like, out of respect for the fact that she is, like, the Collins person to eat, why would James try to eat her? Like, how many vampires can be fed on one person? Because with the addition... Yeah, with the addition of James, Victoria, and Lauren, there's, like, eight of them there. I can't imagine you can split the blood of one person into eight, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, and I also, like, it makes me... Because I feel like a large part, especially later in the books slash movies with, like, the Volturi and stuff, like, I feel like there's a very distinct structure to, like, vampire society, and, like, a lot of it comes with, like, I feel like a lot of the dynamics later in the books come with, like, not respect, but being, like, this is the way things are, and, like, we're gonna give you time to do this, and things like that, and so I feel like there must be some sort of thing where it's, like, this is our food, even if she wasn't food, like, this is, as you said, like, this is ours, it's like you wouldn't go over to someone's house and steal their pizza. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, James you're is a criminal. Right. He's like a high. He's like a white collar criminal. Like he, he's yeah, doing yeah. it for the thrill. I just well, the way like, I yeah. feel, especially like the deeper we get into the world of Twilight, is that <laughs> with any kind of modern fantasy like um, Shadowhunters or Harry Potter or Twilight mm-hmm. or even Bright, which we'll talk about probably next time, it's like. There's obviously a world teeming beneath this world that we understand to know as our own, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, Bella lives in the real world. It's just our world that has vampires in it, but nobody knows about the vampires except for her. Um, yeah. But there's vampires, there's werewolves, and they're all international beings. Like, they have organizations all over the world. They all kind of know each other. They have codes. They have, like... A shared history they have like traditions and rituals and mm-hmm. i think part of what obviously made harry potter so successful was that jk rowling was like people are gonna see like this kind of undercurrent of current society and want to know how people live in it um mm. like you know how to be a full-time magic person in harry potter because the whole world is mapped out yes um but my question is, how are you a, a full-time vampire in Twilight? Because we know that they have a society, they have all of these rituals and rules, but because Bella is so shut off from them and because the Cullens are vegetarians and don't kind of, like, gel with that lifestyle, mm-hmm. we never kind of get the insider info on, like, what the Volturi are like or, like, what was going yeah. on with James and Victoria. And every time that 
they kind of do like an additional material to explore that world. It's still centered on the Cullens, who are very boring in terms of like this world's structure. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like that's true. Yeah, what's going on with the werewolves? What's going on with like the vampires who eat people? How do they keep <laughs> getting away with it? Um, well, yeah, that's are there, why like there's yeah. so many books now like for like the Harry Potter world. It's like this is the book about the creatures. This is this is this is why people wanted like a Harry Potter encyclopedia because like there is like so much world building in all of these types of stories that you just you can't reach. And I feel like Twilight does a pretty bad job of trying to reach any of it. Right. Yeah, and I, I know we've said this before, um, but not every story needs lore. No. But I feel like with stuff like urban fantasy or modern fantasy, if you're creating a constructed world underneath the world that we understand to be real, mm-hmm. I want to know like how that world is functioning in our world. Yeah. Because if we accept that vampires are here and there's enough of them that people are regularly dying and going missing of vampire-related causes, like, how is that possible? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And we encounter basically the opposite problem in Bright, which is that, like, they kind of realize that people want the lore, but they also don't do... They don't do the kind of lore that you need. They do, like... (laughs) They they do... God, they do I can't like even get political into that. visual lore instead of <laughs> encyclopedic lore. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, all of this to say is that <laughs> for reasons unknown, James has decided it's his job to kill Bella now. <laughs> um, yeah, for like literally in unscrutable reasons. Um, well, yeah, it literally it says it in the summary, like. Yeah, he's a tracker, and so in this summary it says, Bella's only salvation is if they can get to James first, rip him apart, and burn the pieces, which is a crazy... They just introduced that, and you just gotta be like, okay, fine, that's how you do it. Um, Edward's plan is to catch a ferry to Vancouver. This part always made me so sad, but Bella wants to go home first. Um, in order to say goodbye to her dad. But the way she says goodbye to her dad is kind of like a break his heart to save him. Yeah. So he doesn't go looking for her. I think I'd rather just disappear, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah, And not be mean to my dad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because now, because she's doing this in case she never sees him again. Yeah. And she wants to, like, keep him from worrying about her for a few days. But Mm -hmm. now, if she does die and he never sees her again... His last, last memory with her yeah. is going to be a huge fight, which sucks. Yeah. It's, I can't, yeah, like, sucks. I skip this part when I watch. <laughs> I, it like, makes lower me the volume very sad. I don't look. <gasps> yeah. And later she's like, Dad, I take it back. But the fact that she takes it back would mean if I was Charlie, <clears throat> it would be like, okay, you're being abused. Yeah. The fact yeah, that you faked totally. all this to escape with your boyfriend, you know. That's a red flag. <laughs> an- another scarlet flag. Um, yeah. James has already tracked Bella to Charlie's house and so is following them as they go to Vancouver. Um, Alice and Jasper drive Bella south while Esme, dressed in Bella's clothes, create a false trail. Um, Great. But James figures this out right away because he's a tracker. He's a tracker! Yeah, and also, like, Laurent... Well, no, also, Laurent is, like, wary of James even though they hang out together. Doesn't he go ahead and is, like... Yo, this this shit ain't good. Yeah, he warns them, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and James and Victoria, as you said, are mates. So, like, Victoria's on James's side, which obviously continues into the other books. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, also, something we didn't even mention, but I figured everyone knew. Every vampire has their own special vampire skill. So Edward can read minds. Alice can see the future. Emmett is super strong. I don't think Jasper and <laughs> Rosalie. Jasper is being racist. Jas- yeah. <laughs> Jasper, no, Jasper is being a former Jasper. member of the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper can control people's emotions. Oh, that's but they the don't most really fun. touch on that at all in the in the movie. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. He can like relax them. So he, his special skill is ASMR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can feel what everyone's feeling and kind of like tone yeah. it down or whatever. Yeah. And isn't Rosalie's just that she's like extra beautiful? Like her she's beauty hot. gets a boost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so the problem with like powers like Edward and Alice is that they're too overpowered compared to the other three. So like constantly mm-hmm. in the series their powers don't work or like do something wrong. Yeah, because if it didn't, it would just be like it would it would solve the problem too quickly, plot-wise. Yeah, if Alice could accurately see the future 100% of the time, there would be no point to having a book series. And if Edward can just read everyone's mind, then he would hate Bella. So they just have to not work. Um, But so Alice figures out that James has tracked down Bella. Um, Bella gets a call from her mom when they're checking into Phoenix. Um, And... Jas and James. James tells Bella on the cell phone that he's kidnapped her mom and he's gonna kill her unless Bella goes to the ballet studio where she grew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes, right? The fact that yeah, the fact that Bella used to do ballet, I don't think is layered into the plot at all at any point. No, I feel like that <laughs> that's that's like I mean, not to say that, that would like frame her personality at all, but that's just like a, a random detail that gives us still somehow gives us nothing about her yeah it's a personality tell that never comes up or comes back um it's probably just i I would say that they do it for the cool shot in the movie but it's distinctly in the book as well well yeah and also because like she must have done a ballet a fair amount because like you know little kids do but like i did ballet for a little bit but i don't consider it a part of my personality and if someone called me and was like hey your mom is kidnapped and is at your ballet studio i'd be like i don't I don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where my old ballet studio was. I did ballet when I was like four. Yeah, exactly. I did ballet for nine years and I still wouldn't be able to find the studio. <laughs> Holy shit, you did ballet for nine years? Hannah? Yeah. Yeah, I fell off right before I was supposed to go into um, point shoes because they scared me. Oh my God. But I did it for a really long time. Oh. oh my God. And see, it doesn't fuel your personality at all. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been able to tell unless I just said that. So maybe the fact Damn. that Bella doesn't have an imprint is very accurate to real life realistic <laughs> um but so she goes from uh phoenix to her old ballet studio um she takes a taxi mm-hmm. but when she gets there she finds out it was a trick her mom isn't there and james is using a recording of her mom's voice yep and he's yeah. and he's like ah, i'm gonna eat you now but critically he's filming the whole thing so he can taunt edward with it yeah. yeah, it's crazy, and he steps on her leg, and he crunches it. Oh no, bone crunch points! Wait, bone I did want to say points. though, Edward can read minds. So why does he need to record it when he could just think about it in Edward's presence? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to be in his presence. <laughs> That's true. But then, how yeah, will he true. drop off the video cam? Oh, he's just gonna leave it there. Never mind. He's gonna drop <laughs> off the tape and run. <laughs> he's gonna FedEx it actually. <laughs> 
Um, James, instead of just eating Bella and getting right to the point, um, tosses her around a little bit, bone crunches her, as you said. Um, <laughs> Edward gets there before any other vampires due to his super strength, uh, his super speed. Again, I don't think it's fair that Edward has two powers. He's faster yeah. and he can read minds. I know, I was about to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no reason he's more powerful than the other ones. He's just a guy. No. Yeah, yeah he's literally just a guy. It's his extra original superhero powers. <laughs> God, you know what's a you know what's a shame? It's such a shame that when we lose our virginity, we lose our super speed. <laughs> I genuinely think Edward loses his super speed when he loses his virginity. I would like to Bella think that happens. That no would be problem. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> But that rocks. Like, that's so funny. You're so right, Anna. Um, so they get into a vampire fight. Um, but as they're vampire fighting, James breaks away for one second and bites Bella in the arm to put the venom in her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forgot about that. Um, I have to say, vampire bites in Twilight make a lot more sense than they do in the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> What happens in the Vampire Diaries? You, okay, don't you so, have to kill them? Yeah, so the way you become a vampire in the Vampire Diaries is um, you get bitten, and then you have to die, and then within three days of waking up from dying, you have to drink human blood, otherwise the sun will burn you and you'll die. That's in, <laughs> that's in Vampire Diaries? Yeah. Oh. Because if a vampire just bites you in Vampire Diaries, like, ultimately you're fine. Like, the venom doesn't affect you. But if you die with vampire venom in you, then you will resurrect. And the only way to keep living is to drink human blood. Um, And if you don't do that... So you're telling me that... I'm so confused. So you can just get bitten and be like, well... Like, if you stay alive, you're just like, I got bit? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Okay. um, because in Vampire Diaries, people get their, like, people get bit all the time. Like, Elena for sure gets bit, oh. like, 17 times before she becomes a vampire, and they're just drinking blood. But if you die while you have vampire venom in you, then they're like, oh, fuck. Because then they have to decide oh, whether okay. to let you become a vampire or, like, starve or you and let, de- you let you die. Got it. Okay, good to know. Weird. Very different than Twilight. Yeah, in Twilight, it's very straightforward. If you lose enough blood, you die just like in real life. But if they bite you then the venom goes through you and you become a vampire. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So I love this part. Okay, <laughs> love is relative. I love this part because it's like the resolution happens pretty quickly here because it's like she gets bit and then it's all about her getting bit. So then the James thing is kind of put by the wayside because Edward just starts like, what, sucking the venom out of her or whatever, doing what he does. Yeah, the and other like, vampires start killing him in the background. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, they're, literally, they're I was gonna say, in, like, the in the background of the shot, they're, like, flinging limbs around and, like, lighting a fire, and it just, like, the entire drama is kind of resolved. Also, I actually question, kind of like, like that. None of this makes sense, because, like, we all know in the second, um, the second, uh, movie, like, Bella gets one single paper cut, and Jasper's, like, ready to absolutely rip out her throat. She's, like, on the floor, super bloody. He threw her into a window, like, and Jasper's <laughs> yeah. just mm. out there, like, killing James and not responding Maybe because he has something to focus on. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's all I can consider. <laughs> 
I do really like this part of the movie, though, because also in the book, because Bella is our point of view character and she's losing so much blood, we don't really see the James murder happening. And I think it's super funny in the movie how we, like you said, we see like limbs flying around out of focus and like a fire light up yeah. all blurry. I think it's actually brilliant <laughs> making. It makes me laugh it's every fucking time. fucking awesome. It's so funny on accident. Um, so they do successfully kill James in the background. Um Alice and, like, the younger vampires can't help Bella because they're overpowered by the smell of her blood. They have to, like, <laughs> like go handle yep. something else. Um, she needs to get the venom sucked out of her. And Carlisle mm-hmm. tells Edward to do it, even though I think Carlisle should have been the one to do yeah, it. Yeah, why, why didn't Carlisle do, do it? it? I think it's just because it's too incestual if Edward's dad is the one who sucks her off. <laughs> I genuinely think that's why it has to be Edward and not his dad. I think it's too intimate for Edward's dad to do it for her. I mean, I'm sure, like, within the the context, but... I hate this. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) But so, like, so Edward can barely handle it. He's, like, drinking her blood and getting drunk on it. And Carlisle's like, Edward, stop, stop. And it fades out. Yeah, that's not how it goes down in the book. In the books, he's just like, mm, I'm done now. And Bella's like, oh, am I okay? I'm he's satisfied. Like, mm, yeah. Um, and then in the movie, he's like, really, she passes out because he is taking that blood. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it has to be like that in the movie and in the book because otherwise it'd be like, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has to be tense if he's doing it. Yeah. Um, Bella wakes up in the hospital. Her mom is there. Um, Bella says, oh, I don't remember what happened, which is hilarious and a better reason than the book. Bella just says in the book that she fell down the stairs and fell through a window at the bottom of the (laughs) stairs. Well, isn't that what basically happened in the movie, too, except, um, uh, Renee is the one to say it? Yeah, Renee gives her the reason instead of Bella herself, which I get, I think makes it a little bit better, but still ridiculous that anyone believed it. Well, it's so funny because she, isn't it, I don't remember the dialogue whatsoever, but it's basically, she's like, oh, yeah, it's okay, honey, you fell down three flights of stairs and then fell through a window and flew across the street and got hit by a car, Um, but it's okay, you're clumsy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it says in the description, the story is believable because Bella is a very clumsy and awkward person. Say that. They're right. But the thing is, imagine you are the mom, and I know the mom is a little bit absent in the story. But your daughter's boyfriend shows up, and she's covered in blood. Like, basically every bone in her body is broken. And he's like, yeah, she fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't... That's, a, yeah, grim. Yeah, it's a little yeah. grim in terms of Bella's parents. Um, Charlie is also there. Uh, the mom goes to get him. And, that, and Edward gets up, tells Bella that James is dead, but that Victoria escaped. Um... Mm-hmm. And he basically tells Bella to leave Forks because he thinks she's not yeah. safe with Victoria on the prowl, which is true. Don't they? Thre- yeah, he did. doesn't he threaten to leave or something? Not yet, I don't think. Not yet. That's a new moon. Oh. He gives Bella. He gives Bella the warning shot of telling her to leave first. Yeah, oh, and she's shit. like, no. Yeah, it also doesn't make any sense because when if you a vampire is after you, wouldn't you want to stay with the vampires who will protect you instead of your? Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, you know, they can smell you anywhere. I'd rather be with, like, the vampires who have my back. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but so Bella says no. She moves back to Forks, and she and Edward go to the prom together. Um, Jacob shows up. Jacob's been absent for this whole movie, except for when he the told her about movie. werewolves. Um, and yep. Jacob is like, listen, everyone over at my werewolf tribe is a little bit worried <laughs> about you. And my dad wants to send you a gentle suggestion to not date vampires anymore. <laughs> and um, she's like, no, heart. And she's basically like, fuck you. You don't know my life. Yeah. And he says, again, and he's right, he's like, we're going to have to keep an eye on you if you continue hanging out with the Collins. And she's yeah. like, bet. <laughs> she's literally like, bet. <laughs> um, and so he leaves. He, the thing about Jacob in this first movie is he doesn't know what's going on. Like, he doesn't know he's a werewolf. No. He doesn't know the Collins are vampires. So it's very odd that he just delivered this message with no context. He got yeah. money. They paid him to do it. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, they paid him like 20 bucks. <laughs> okay, I would do it for Thanks, 20 Anna. bucks. <laughs> I don't know why I know this. Um, and so Bella and Edward have their final dance in the gazebo, and she asks him to bite her for real so she can be a vampire with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she wants to be with him forever. And he just gives her a little kiss on the neck and says, no, I want you to be a human. And, <laughs> and she's like, damn it. She's basically, she basically foiled again. the movie, like, foiled again. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of Twilight number one. Yeah. Oh, we see Victoria. You missed, like, a very cute detail. We see Victoria, like, crazy walk off. She's watching them at the prom. Yeah. That's right. You're right. It's and embarrassing. That, and then it ends. Um, do you guys remember Man. Gender Flipped Twilight from like a couple years ago? I'd never nope. read it, but I do remember hearing about it. Yeah, so in Gender Flipped Twilight, um Eduarda or whatever the female one no. was um just bites Bo, which is male Bella at the end of the book. Like there's no like oh, no, I want you to be human. She just bites him. She bites him? Wait, why did they do that? Because she didn't want to do three more gender flip Twilight, so she just bites him at the end of first one. Honestly, yeah. Go off. (laughs) Well, because it's like, the sex thing isn't as big of a deal if it's gender flipped, because it's not like Edwina can make Bo pregnant. But do they go- (laughs) Edwina? It's not Edwina. I forget the- name hang on let me look it <laughs> wait, up wait do they go on from that like no it's like, like, they the f- just do the first one what are the implications what is the female of version of edward ed, ed, ed oh edith oh edith. wow that's great okay yeah it's very unsexy names Bo and edith sure great <laughs> um, wow well there's so much like i i think I'm interested to see the farther we get away from Twilight, the the more cultural legacy it's going to have. Yeah. I don't think, like, the world needed Twilight. I don't think Twilight is, like, a <laughs> cultural landmark we could not have gone without. Um, but the fact it, is... The only reason why we would have needed it is because it ended up churning out, like, three other also bad series, I feel like. Yeah, I think Twilight, like, Combo Twilight Hunger Games basically made young adult fiction what it is now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think there is something to be said in terms of, like, 
the cumulative power of Harry Potter and Twilight working in tandem to create fan fiction the way that it is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, well, it's like the domino effect. There's that meme right now. It's like tiny domino creates big thing in the end. And it's like yeah, yeah. the release of Twilight. And then this isn't that big of a jump, but I feel like like the release of Twilight and then the big domino is like, are you lost, baby girl? Um, yes. Whatever that <laughs> horrible movie was. 365 days. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, without Twilight, the young adult version of movies would also be very different. I think... Um, yeah. This This movie for me is very memorable because of how hyped it was and because it was kind of difficult to imagine what a movie like this would look like um mm-hmm. because we'd all seen or at least i had had seen like teen dramas before and maybe like even dark teen dramas but there wasn't anything at that time like this on the cultural level like there wasn't stuff like vampire diaries or the cw like supernatural at the time was airing on the cw but that was like for older teens i would say yeah yeah there wasn't really, like, the sexy supernatural genre that was so big, and Twilight really brought it to the forefront. Right. And I think what we were saying at the beginning was, like, this actually was, like, this the sexual or mature awakening for a lot of teens. Like, I did find out what a, what a period was before this, and the way I actually <laughs> found out about sex was through The Princess Diaries, those books. But oh, I think, yeah. like, watching... Um, like the scene where Bella and Edward make out in Bella's room. I think that was like a big sensual experience for a lot of teens. I think there's yeah, definitely. like so much to be said about like the modern structure of the love triangle and how Twilight kind of brought that up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think Twilight kind of made it, uh, made us imagine it in books where it even wasn't there. Like I wouldn't consider the Hunger Games like a love triangle series, but because of Team Edward and Team Jacob, we had, like, Team Peta and Team Gale. And then, right. obviously, yes. there was Vampire Diaries, which did cash in on the love triangle, and there was Stefan and Damon. It was mm-hmm. such such a simple kind of story, but the layers of it, especially with the Mormon background, especially with, like... <laughs> um kind of the i'm gonna say lightly the more problematic aspects like the racial dynamics um Mm -hmm. the location being in the pacific northwest which isn't like an uh, area that was previously explored a lot in fiction um at this point in time like seattle was really kind of popping off you had iCarly, you had twilight later you would have 50 (laughs) shades oh my god you're right i forgot the I currently takes place there. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Do you guys think that Team Edward and Team Jacob connotes um, Team Edward jumping to Team Peta and Team Jacob jumping to Team Gale? I don't think so, honestly. Um, okay. Because I think Edward and Jacob weren't really that different. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah, that's true. It was just whether you found vampires or werewolves hotter as a concept. I think um, Peta and Gale actually are very different people, and so I don't think one would really influence your opinion on the other. Mm. All right, just curious. Like, I can see a Team Edward girl more likely to turn to Team Gale, you know? 
Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Are I mean, you guys I think Team Peta or Team Gale? I have team Peta, of course. I was um, yeah. Team Gale at the beginning, and then I went to Team Peta. I'm just like yeah, very I feel much like, that's like a pretty normal friends jump to too. lovers is like I was also very, team Peta. very much a thing for me. Yeah. Oh, I was Team Peta because of when he tossed her the bread. Yeah, he was just cute. <laughs> I, I also, when I was like a, an early teenager, like like 13 to 15, I did have a crush on Josh Hutcherson. I thought he was super, super cute. And that's I so didn't, okay. and that He's was so the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we'll do the other Twilight movies. I was excited to do the first one and just talk about our experiences with Twilight because I know we came yeah. at it from three very different angles. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of recommending uh, a different movie to watch, I don't know. I would recommend watching Twilight, even though I'm sure everyone has seen it. Um, I yeah. think in terms of production and direction it's a very interesting movie to watch um aesthetically Mm -hmm. it's very unique um i think it actually did influence uh, a lot of like young adult movies and tv shows moving forward um do i think it i would not say it's a good movie i would not say it's like underappreciated or like it didn't get its full <laughs> I due. Think it's, it's like, yeah, I think it's, what's the thing where it's like underrated, overrated, and rated? I think it's rated. It's rated. I think yeah. It's like, I'm not, yeah, I think, yeah. I think the Twilight's experienced like what it needed to, where at the beginning people either loved it or really, really hated it and then continued to hate on it for a very long time. And then at this point, people are like, you know what? There are aspects of Twilight that were pretty all right, but it's yeah. not great overall. So we're finally yeah, like, me- getting that. <laughs> even doubt getting to that even doubt place yeah which is so normal because when people were experiencing twilight for the first time they were like 11 to 13 which is not like peak critical analysis time like you either (laughs) only love things or hate things then um and so you know i i think the retrospective on twilight where it's like people just hated it because it was a thing for girls is false i don't i think that like contributes to it but there are definitely parts of twilight that are very like undeniably wrong i think the parts of their relationship are bad i think the whole depiction of native americans is very racist um i think its sexual politics are so antiquated um and you know overall i wouldn't be like twilight is a good book actually and was good for girls to read at age 12 (laughs) or whatever um but i think we all did it and there's no denying that it happened. And I think now that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're adults and some of us, I am never going to say all of us have gained like more of a critical eye for things that we consume. It's worth Mm -hmm. it to be like, you know what, this is what we as a culture took away from Twilight because acting like it was a flash in the pan is just not true. It influenced so many things and continues to, to this day. Yes. 100%. You can't deny that. (laughs) And I think without Twilight, we would not be living in the era of fan fiction movies that we're currently enjoying. And so I have to thank it for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Twilight. Thanks. Thanks uh, for that, I guess. There would be no Kissing Booth. There would be no After. There would be no Fifty Shades of Grey. Who knows where Dakota Johnson would be without Twilight? And so for that, I have to say, you know, (laughs) probably somewhere with her tooth gap still. You know what? You're right. Aww. Fuck you, Twilight. Give her your back. <laughs> All right. So hopefully next time we will be doing Bright, which is a, oh, a movie that I'm I'm super excited to revisit with you guys. <laughs> I'm stressed out about it already. Um, I remember nothing about Bright. Yeah, so. I think I, I have might have to rewatch, rewatch it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because there's just a lot to parse through. 
But I think in terms of doing kind of like a modern fantasy thing, which has always been one of my favorite um, consumables, I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think that's all for today. If you would like to support our podcast, there's a link in the description wherever you are listening. You can follow us at Bad Time Movie Club on Instagram or at Bad Time Club on Twitter. Uh, And thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed our retrospective on Twilight. I'm Hannah. (laughs) I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.